All right, Illinois basketball, some would say shockingly, out of the NCAA tournament after a loss to Loyola. But guess what? Our hardworking beat writer, Scott Ritchie, is here with good news. That drought, that long, low point of Illinois basketball, I think it could be a thing of the past. All right, Richie will explain in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Uh, it's, it's not... Great Monday morning. Usually I'm pretty lively, excited to be joined by Scott Ritchie in our podcast booth. But, of course, there's no NCAA tournament to talk about anymore. So I'm a little down in the dumps, Scott Ritchie. Well, I mean, to be fair, there is an NCAA tournament to talk about. It's just Illinois is no longer in it. And uh, stunning, really, I think is the only way to, to put what happened Sunday afternoon in Indianapolis you know, into words. And... Not that, I mean, there was a reality in this universe where Loyola could have won that game. I mean, good team, terrific defense. It wasn't an outlandish idea to think, you know, maybe they do win. But the fact of, you know, just how they won, how Illinois, I mean, honestly, was just never in the game was, I think, the the most surprising part of that. It's just the you know, a really surprising end to season, especially when you, you know, kind of, juxtaposed it against how they had played the last month plus where they just sort of enforced their will on teams and then they had that happen to them. I mean, Loyola gave them a dose of their own medicine. All right, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. This podcast, the good news, is we'll will go on. Alana or not, Richie is contracted to stay in the booth. I mean I that's not, I don't think, actually true. I never signed a contract for this. But, yeah, every Monday for, like, the last uh, mm-hmm. two, I don't know, two and a half years now almost. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, you know, as if the Sunday wasn't hard enough, not that I stayed up to watch Oklahoma State, but I wake up and find out they lost too, <laughs> and that region is just a shambles. I mean, a cakewalk. Just imagine what would happen if Rutgers hadn't blown right. their game against and Houston. Houston. As I've said all year, is no good, as proven yesterday. Well, I mean, they they won. It was awful basketball. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I did, and it would prove my point about Rutgers and about Houston, <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. I need apologies, right? In fact, I need apologies, Scott Ritchie. No, I'm. I'll never apologize for Steve Peichel. 
Um, but yeah, they did blow that. But uh, that, yeah, the Midwest region is just wild. Um, I don't know, Loyola may be the favorite now. Crazy. And although I guess don't bet against Oregon State for whatever reason. I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Oregon State before the NCAA tournament because they were not a good team. And then, you know, they've obviously proven everyone wrong. I mean, they knocked out the team that everyone thought might give Illinois trouble in Oklahoma State with mm-hmm. Kate Cunningham. Um, and just a bizarre Sunday. All right, so the Big Ten's no good. Pack 12, where are they? Pack 12? I don't even know what the numbers are. Yeah, they've got 12. And they, and they, they are good. Who knew? I, the few games I've watched this year, I thought they were soft and uninteresting, and here I'm a moron. Yeah, um, and also, fun fact, Pack 12 does have 12 teams. That's so you're ridiculing the Big Ten for not changing for having 14. Uh, no, it's just funny. Okay, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I liked USC out of the Pac-12 all year just because of Evan Mobley and they've got some players around him. Uh, but I didn't expect the Pac-12 to like be the best team in the tournament, which is crazy. And you know, Big Ten's down to three teams today, and I don't know. I could see, I could see all three of them losing. Yeah. That would be a uh, what? What happens when that when that plays out that way? What is there? Uh, the will rest the Big Ten the, ever be able to say they're good again? I don't know. The rest of the country will like every, fans from every other conference will be like it was all a sham. And where did that? Where was it created? I guess. And well, it's just it a product the fact, of what? I mean, everyone. I use everyone sort of loosely, but a lot of people like use Ken Palm rankings as sort of. The de facto, here's who's good. Okay. And the Big Ten's, like, ranking as a conference um, by their adjusted efficiency margin, goodness, that was hard to say, was, I think you can compare, because it was Big Ten first, Big 12 second, you can compare it to Gonzaga being that far ahead of everyone else on an individual basis. The Big Ten was that far ahead. And, you know, dating back to how long, Ken Palm has been up, best conference ever yeah, for a season. Um, and if you look at it, I mean, everybody but Northwestern and Nebraska in the Big Ten was in the top 60 in Ken Palm. And even Northwestern and Nebraska, I mean, Northwestern 78, Nebraska 99, I mean, no other power conference you know, had that type of depth. But... Here we are, and unless Iowa, Michigan, Maryland do something today, you know, after this podcast is, I think Iowa's playing right now, actually, after this podcast is posted, like, Big Ten could uh, just go another year without an NCAA champion. I mean, it's been, like, they haven't won since Michigan State in 2000. Like, that's a almost a generation of college basketball players, and the Big Ten's Best regular season conference in the country and maybe not in the tournament. All right, enough of the doom and gloom. The rest of this podcast, I say we uplift each other. Ed Bond, in fact, has brought in booze (laughs) to help uplift us. I mean... If that's what it takes, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, poke holes in your, your argument there, but... Like booze doesn't like that's like sort it of the opposite. makes me feel good for a while. For a while, yeah. <laughs> um, All right, so here I don't know, like maybe fruits and vegetables. Just get 
All of Eureka is very disappointed in you right now. In fact, they've asked for me to become a member of that once proud city, of that beer drinking city, town, village. Uh, No, it's a. I think it's big enough to be a town. Anyway, the the talk of fruits and vegetables, they've disowned you. Yeah, maybe just a nice smoothie. We're gonna. It's getting worse. Uplift you. (laughs) It's getting really bad. All right, so let me start with this. I'll make five points that will cheer you up. Okay. Point number one. There's a great picture by Robin Schulz of Georgie leaving yesterday's return celebration, we'll call it, um, at Ubbin of Georgie on a bike in flip-flops and a backpack just biking away yeah, into like, the sunset. Into the sunset. That was a great photo yeah. from Robin. Um, there be happy that these guys get to like ride a bike again. Yeah, well, and there was also a photo of like Zach Griffith hugging his mom, or it was probably his mom, like seeking him out and wrapping him up. But like they hadn't seen each other in person in since June. So yeah, the the players, you know, Brad and I were talking about a lot just how much they sacrificed. It was like they only saw each other and the coaches and the staff, whoever was in you know the programs. You know, they kept it at a 34-person bubble because that's what they knew. Like the Big Ten had that, and then they knew the NCAA was going to have that as well. So that's what they did for, what was it, nine months? Um, that's not easy. And it's asking, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds to not act like 18 to 22-year-olds in college. And, you know, they did it because they had this goal. And, I mean, obviously they fell a little bit short, but um, that they got there. To the, even to that point, I think well, it's tough to kind of balance the disappointment of second-round loss with everything else they accomplished this season. But it was still, I mean, Illinois basketball is, quote-unquote, back. Like, people are talking about it again, at least. All right, search News Gazette Instagram for that photo from Robin. It's a dandy. Or you can go on the Twitter, I suppose, too. It's not my go-to. but Or the Snapchat. Three. All right. Scott Ritchie does all three. All right, number two. Another reason that we're all smiles in the podcast booth is Illinois is going to be a Big Ten contender next season. Right? It's a chance. There's so much that can, could, will change between now and you know next October. Uh, not just Illinois, but like, every Big Ten team, um, it's it's really, you know, decades ago you could have been like, okay, well, so-and-so's coming back. This is what's going to happen. You can you could project out. Um, now it's just that's a fool's errand, one that I'm sure I'll be asked to do, uh, you know, the night of the national championship game where it's like, okay, give us your top ten for next year. Um, I'll give you ten with the caveat of, like, this will not be my 10 in November. Seems to be a lot of big words you're using today. I like big words. All right. Look Just them checking. up. Just look them up if okay. you can. Uh, but Andre Capello, Adam Miller. Caveat. Back. It's back. Is that, is that, a, is that a big word? Um, I, it all hinges on the decision Kofi Coburn makes, I think. Whether Illinois will go from you know, still being top half of the Big Ten NCAA tournament team to you know, a chance to win the Big Ten and maybe the Big Ten tournament again. 
Maybe I'm a little more optimistic than you are. Just saying. I look around. I look at my neighbors and see what these other programs are doing. And I don't. I see. I see Illinois uh, still up at the top. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to fall to like Nebraska depths, but um, it all depends on kind of how the roster shakes out over the summer and uh, spring and summer. But uh, just just know, like Michigan, still going to be at the top. Number three. Oh, Scott Ritchie. Fans are going to get to go to games again. How about that? I saw it in the full page ad in our special section last week. University of Illinois Athletics took out an ad saying, hey, there's only one suite left. We're looking forward to seeing you again. So, yeah, I guess that means that they're going to let them in the building. Um, I hope so. A season full of empty arenas was just strange. Like, it just was not. Yeah, the real college basketball experience. And you know, Illinois fans missed out on one of the best seasons in program history for the most part. I mean, some obviously got to see it there at the end of the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. But it's different to be there when it's sellout crowd, 15,544, um, than like to watch at home on TV. So, yeah, I hope so. And also, you know, everyone get vaccinated, still wear your mask if that's going to be re- required of you do what you can so we can maybe get back to normal all right the the even stranger thing was you know i think a full arena would have certainly given illinois maybe the energy boost it needed like yesterday right and most as rabid as this fandom is maybe that might have made a little bit of difference yeah i I mean maybe i don't know like Loyola was on a different level yesterday. Like, I'm not sure anything would have made a difference. Just the way that they locked up Io, um, kind of exploited Kofi defensively, exploited Io defensively, which uh, was something I'm not sure I ever thought I would say. But it's not his best game, obviously. I don't. You throw however many more fans into Bankers Life Arena. I don't know that. It would have made a difference because Loyola had an answer for every time Illinois tried to, you know, mount a comeback, and they just stopped it. There's a reason, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, the advanced numbers like they jumped to number one nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency, and they showed why on Sunday. Illinois' reputation in Chicago, I know they're just dying to win over that city in anything. Right, from alumni to this doesn't help. To the Chicago Public League. And you maybe know it doesn't help. Um, and this is just, you know, read what you want to it on Twitter, but like the the official Mac Irvin Fire Twitter account, not thrilled with what happened Sunday. And um, Illinois recruiting, still a lot of Mac Irvin Fire guys particularly in the 2023 class, you know, the the trio from Kenwood, J.J. Taylor, Darren Ames, Davis Lurie, all play Kenwood, all legitimate 2023 targets, all play for Mike Irvin at Kenwood, and then they'll also play likely for Mac Irvin Fire. Um, so I don't know. I think, you know, Iowa success – at Illinois, I think you know, the fact that Adam Miller 
Looks like he could be the next guy or one of the next guys. Hopefully, maybe that helps sort of get everyone past what happened on Sunday. All right, number four. While we're being positive okay. these days, recruiting, kind of hinted at it, is certainly going to take a, a boost when Namari Burnett says yes. <laughs> Based on the assumption that he does say yes, uh, you know, apparently a decision is coming second week of April, essentially just after the national championship game. Um, Illinois is obviously in the mix. Would like to just transition quickly from Io DeSumo to Namari Burnett, just fill that roster spot um, with another five-star guard. It's probably the <laughs> ideal situation, but Alabama is after Namari Burnett awfully hard, and you know, Nate Oates has a NCAA tournament team of his own, number two seed to sell, SEC champs, um, and you know all of that success coming from a lot of just running out a bunch of talented guards. So you know, the, there's competition for Namari, but you know, Illinois has a long-term relationship there. You know, recruited him since you know, he was a freshman at Morgan Park before he left to you know, go play at Prolific Prep. And you know, Chen Coleman obviously has a good relationship with Namari. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's certainly kind of the, the next recruiting domino to fall. Who's this Bass character that uh, Bass fella? Well, Reggie Bass. Okay. Class of 2022. That was kind of underplayed by everybody because it was right during the tournament. And Well, I mean, it's unfortunate for Reggie that his birthday, when he decided to announce his commitment, also fell on the same day as Illinois' first-round win. So uh did get overshadowed a little bit. But, you know, first – commit in the class of 2022 obviously uh, he's from indiana apparently illinois has managed to knock down the wall mm-hmm. and separated the two states um originally from muncie then transferred to play at hamilton heights uh christian academy in chattanooga tennessee last season transferred back to be closer to home to elevation prep in none other than fort wayne so you're uh, warming my heart. I'm looking at you longingly right now, Scott Ritchie. <laughs> uh, well, this took a turn. Uh, but, I mean, so obviously he's, he and Luke Goody know each other, so there's connection there already, relationship with a, a future teammate. Um, yeah, a three-star guard from essentially everybody. But, you know, put up – I mean, I don't know anything about Elevation Prep or who they played this year, really. Because uh, I'm not sure I've heard of Elevation Prep before, but put up big numbers for them this season. Six five, one eighty five guard. Um, had other, obviously power five offers, and I mean, in Illinois, you know, recruits to fit a lot. You know, something you know, Brad Underwood talked about over the last week. People had asked, I mean, people kind of reporters that new to the Illinois Zooms were asking him about recruiting and roster building stuff. We, everyone that's kind of been there all along is hit on, but just said that fit is important. You know, they've turned away talented guys that maybe wanted to come to Illinois just because they didn't feel like it was going to be the right move for the program as a whole. So obviously they, they see something in Reggie Bass and, you know, a jump start in the 2022 class is never a bad thing. I mean, uh, like this year in particular, and this might have some ripples 
for you know next couple classes but just the the dead period that's lasted a year essentially at this point there's not that many 2022 guys committed yet um as far as like the players illinois targeted there's only three that have made a decision it's reggie bass obviously the illinois grady dick chose kansas and then isaac mcneely chose virginia but there's a lot of available recruits as their recruitment has been you know essentially zoom for the last year so a little head start's not a bad thing, but Illinois can kind of show that you know they've got some progress in 2022. All right, as much as I uh, pound my chest for Purdue or for Fort Wayne, I'm sorry, Muncie's a close second. I would recruit every kid from Muncie because they're kind of tough. Well, Reggie right? Bass straddles the line then. Mm-hmm. Muncie kid playing in Fort Wayne, so yeah. he's apparently going to be your favorite player of might all be. time. Just might be. All right, number five, and here's the big one. There are no more. Eight-year droughts for NCAA tournaments, right? That's that's over. This is every year. I'm throwing an NCAA party. I think there's a good chance for that. Um, Don't knock this down. Don't. The, well, the eight-year drought was sort of unreal when you kind of look at the the history of the program. Um, shows just me how far things fell um, in a a span that. Across three coaches, um, so that's the program wasn't in dire straits. Let's just put it like that. Um, yeah, it should I think Illinois should be a tournament team again next year? Rega- I mean, again, Kofi comes back, odds are towards like a top four seed or much higher. Kofi doesn't come back. I think there's still talent enough. It's going to be a different looking team, uh, maybe more guard centric, even if that's possible. Uh, transfer portal might yield somebody though, of course. But yeah, it's. I think the foundation is set to where Illinois gets to the tournament on a more consistent basis. All right, Scott Ritchie there from uh, day one. I'm going to put you on the spot a couple times here, and you got to give me answers. All right, don't. Equivocate? I'll use another big word. What? <laughs> Starting five right now for opening night, 2021. <laughs> uh I mean, this Don't, is no ifs. Just give it to me. You're five right now. You can't do this without ifs. I mean, literally, cannot do it. Without do it. Ifs. Um, okay. How can I say if but not if? <laughs> um, on the chance that that Kofi does come back, how about that? We'll start there. Kofi at the five. Andre Bell, Adam Miller in the backcourt. Jacob Grandison. Kind of as the three, four, whatever. Um, and have to probably go with someone that's on the team because who knows what will happen in the offseason. Coleman Hawkins. Okay. Now, if Kofi, I uh, just said if, on the chance that Kofi doesn't come back. Uh, <laughs> on the chance if Kofi doesn't come back, you just said. Oh, well, see, you can't do it without if. I mean, there's those questions are going to linger until there's a decision made. But uh, Georgie at the five. Okay. All right. Look at number two. What's the coaching staff going to look like opening night 2021? Same. Okay. Who's the beat writer for the News Gazette? <laughs> 
Am I getting some kind of like buyout to go away? Yeah, so I'll entertain. Like, it's going to be Scott Ritchie. Everybody can celebrate. I'll, I'll entertain like at least six figures. What's next for Io? Sort of an interesting case this year because I mean all of his classes are like online. I'm pretty sure. So I imagine scenario where maybe he goes home to Chicago and starts prepping for the NBA draft while finishing up you know, his his junior year academically. I mean, I don't know that for certain, but I could see you know, reality where that's the case. Maybe not right away. I mean, obviously he has a good facility here to work out at, but at some point like he'll connect with a, a trainer again. Obviously working with his dad quite a bit as well, but that's that's the next step is just get ready for the draft and I'm I don't think they've set a date for that so I'm pretty sure it's not going to be June per usual just cuz the NBA calendar's been thrown off with the pandemic but I mean he's I've seen first round to early second round projections for him so that's that's where he's going like I saw I mean lots of people on Twitter and like I got emails Wondering, he was like, oh, maybe I'll come back again. I was like, I just didn't know how to tell them that that was never going to happen. Of course, there's Ed Bond whispering, never say never, I guess, but okay, I, I, I'll be thunderstruck if I would assume it comes back for a fourth year. All right, got a Snapchat from Patrick Wilson, uh, Williams wanting to know when the posters of the front page of the News Gazette celebrating the Big Ten tournament title are going to be sent out. They're doing them now. You still can order them. Go to newsgazette.com. There's a, there's a, what is it, a logo, a something you click on there. A banner. Banner. An ad. Click on there. I order it. We're going to keep it up there for, for a while. We've got tons of orders in. Fans celebrating. Lauren Tate will even autograph your poster for an extra five bucks. And just think you're buying Lauren a beer is what you're doing. Because he drinks those fancy beers. Not like the, like me and Eureka. I'm not even looking at you anymore, Richie. I mean, I don't, the the number of bush lights that you owe me is like yeah, reaching like keg status at this point. So. All right, Trent Frazier took to social media uh, after the game, said nice things, thanks. He's he's done well on social media. He has played it right, right. Um, yeah, and the I, fans have. I think they're appreciative of the fact that like he was there the whole time. I mean for all four years from the literal lowest of lows, a program record 21 losses two seasons ago to Big Ten Tournament champs, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Obviously didn't finish the way they wanted to, but I think fans sort of, the ones that get it, I understand that he was part of the glue that kind of held this rebuild together. All right, so here's my question. What's next for him and Devontae? And I need answers. All right, don't give me the blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing. Both could return. The NCAA has granted everyone you know, this freebie year of eligibility this season. Neither has really indicated any leanings towards doing that. And they and have been asked, like, directly, so we're going to take advantage of the, the bonus year of eligibility. Given their lack of response, positive response in that regard I really doubt that they will come back for another year but 
like I said, I guess never say never. There, there's an opportunity for both of them though to go make money playing basketball somewhere. Like Trent's got you know that scorers game plus a lockdown defender that go get paid whatever in Europe, and then you know, Demonte will do everything literally. Like someone will will snap him up too. Would be my guess. Anybody who didn't play a lot this year, uh, you see, with the potential of stepping up a little bit and having a bigger role. I think there's three players potentially that could kind of find themselves in that situation. You one, you know, being Coleman Hawkins, uh, who after the kind of the main three guys off the bench was that fourth guy, and I could, I think his role will only. Know, increase next season. I still think. I mean, I don't know. Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk, Like, there's something there. Like, I think, but we just, I just don't know because it's basically been two, you know, lost seasons. You know, he missed his freshman year. You know, the bulk of it because of an injury, and then another injury. You know, this season let you know sidelined him until the season was already well underway and didn't really ha- have an opportunity to play into a role. The third one is a guy I think we've all forgotten about is Austin Hutcherson. Like, what happens with him? I think he's healthy again. I've seen videos on him on Twitter dunking, so his back must be feeling better. Um, I just don't know what's next for him just because it's such a weird season where not only it was a pandemic, but like he was away from the team just so he could maybe focus on his rehab and recovery. Um, I don't. I, I like what he brings as a player, but I mean, back injuries are kind of kind of scary. All right, your final power poll of the season. Now that the uh, line are out of the tournament, we'll ask you for your three. Io, Desumo, don't mess one. it up. Kofi Coburn, number two. Okay. Andre Cabello, number three. Freshman sneaking in. Freshman sneaking in. Big things waiting for him next year? Bigger? I I think so. I mean, what Illinois doesn't want to do is stifle his uniqueness on the court. That's why, you know, you live with uh, the turnovers. I think as he continues to just grow and mature, like he'll find that balance where he can dazzle people but not speed himself up so much where he's at times a a liability. All right. uh, We have a special commemorative edition March 31st. Be sure you pick that bad boy up. It's going to be pretty cool. Part of that special print edition We'll uh, be asking people close to the program that one defining moment of the season that they'll tell their grandkids about. Ed Bond will be asked. Brian Barnhart will be asked. Scott Ritchie will be asked. Come on, give us a sneak peek. What's your answer? Uh, Mine will be Sunday at the Big Ten Tournament, I.O. on the ladder, cutting his piece of net as Illinois is being announced as the number one seed. Just the, all of those things happening at the same time was like, was the realization of what IO 
said in October 2017 what he wanted to do was bring Illinois basketball back. And in that moment, he did. You were at that announcement in Chicago, if I recall. I was. Took a nice picture. Great picture. Like I, I'll gas myself up on that one. Terrific picture. All right. He went out uh, holding his head high again last night. Didn't have a very good game, but uh, did all the right things like a pro should do afterward. Yeah, and I didn't really expect anything less from him. I mean, he's at that part of the game, so to speak. I mean, he, he is a pro. like, And he doesn't, like, I mean, lots of, you know, athletes may find themselves leaning on cliches, and he'll work in a, one occasionally, but, like, he just kind of says what he thinks, and I appreciate that. And then, you know, he thanked the the media for the the three-year run so i obviously appreciated that as well well we appreciate you scott richie for a great season of coverage here's the the best part it keeps going all right (laughs) there is (laughs) the season is about 12 months long for you scott richie and i can't wait to see what comes next for uh, not only from you but from this team and from recruiting and transfers and hirings and firings and raises yeah, I'm super excited that college awesome. basketball is a 12-month-a-year thing. <laughs> I can sense it. Uh, can I get like a week sometime? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll, uh, the committee will convene, and uh, we'll make a decision. And then just we'll... like putting Loyal as an 8, they'll blow it. <laughs> wow. And then... <laughs> All right, Scott Rich, hey, follow along. Uh, again, the season's over, but uh, Good Morning Illini Nation continues 6 a.m. every day. HQ.com. It's great stuff. Scott Ritchie, go take a nap.